0: Smell my hands. I'm just so proud. I had to stop for gas, and I pumped it myself. It's part of a new kick I'm on. Which is what? I'm learning to be handy. I depend too much on other people, so I'm doing it myself. Ooh, feel that. Tell me that's not the start of a first-rate callus. I got my first work shirt this morning, and tonight I'm tackling the squeaky hasp on my cigar humidor.
1: And that's Niles. And there's some truth behind what he's saying. I mean, even though independence is thinking for yourself... There's uh, an aspect of it that you need to follow through in action. For example, I can remember the first time I got a flat tire. A rainy day. I was miles away from any any, uh, phone, any pay phone. And another problem. We didn't have cell phones back then. So I had to get out and change a tire on my little Fiat, my little car. I had no knowledge of how to do this. Got out in the rain. Got the instructions that were written in min, um, microscopic print, figured out how to lift the car, how to take the tire off, get the lug nuts off using. I'm not a big person, so using my weight, trying to get them off. I got them off. When I changed my own tire successfully, <clears throat> excuse me, when I changed it, I was left with this feeling of wow, I can conquer the world. If I can change my tire, like Niall's saying, I can pump my own gas, I can conquer the world. And it's really just some evidence for yourself or for myself in that case that I'm active-minded, that I can not just capitulate and give in and say, woe is me. So think about the things in your life, like your digital camera or your TV remotes or your Uh, just maybe there's some aspect in your life that you just keep telling yourself, oh, I can't manage it, you're not handy at all. You want to challenge that because it gives you a much better sense of yourself. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and it's an opportunity for you to pick up the phone right now and give me a call. We can talk about anything that you would ask a counselor or a therapist. I am a clinical psychologist, and it's not therapy, but... I can help give you a different angle on things, help you think in a way that can make your life happier. And what's more important than that? Just taking some problem, some chronic problem with your kids or your family or your in-laws, or maybe some problem with yourself, you procrastinate or you're depressed or you're lonely or you're anxious. Anything's game. Just give me a call. Toll- free 1877dRKENNER. That's toll- free. 1877 K E We've got a lot on the agenda today. We've got a listener who says, I will never be happy unless I have a baby. Now that's one hell of a deal to strike with herself. And she's wondering if she'll ever be happy. I'll help her out. And we also have an interview with Dr. Ed Locke. You know, you might think of your own parents or your grandparents' generation. They got married, and they were from the old school. You get married to someone you don't know that well, and you're married for life. Regardless, that's it. End of story. And you may hate the person. The person may be abusive. Well, the person may just be dull, or you may have grown in different directions. The romance, the intimacy, if there ever was any, has died. You don't want your romantic life to be like that. You want a healthy romantic life throughout your years, throughout your years, a lifetime of romance, a lifetime of feeling connected and close and like a soulmate with your partner. Very few people have that connection, even though a lot of people fake it. So that if you're dealing with that sort of a situation, you can give me a call and I can help you out. But we'll also be talking with Dr. Ed Locke later in the show. And of course, your calls and questions, toll free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, DR. K-E-N-N-E-R and right now I want to turn to our after hours line and this is a call from a father who's separated from his son and he's been separated the father's been separated for several years and he wants to return into his son's life but his son is resistant
0: me and my son were separated for several years through my own mistakes and the mistakes of his mom Uh, I recently found my child and found out that Social services took custody of the child away from his mother. And they found out since we had split up, become a drug addict. Uh, left the child at home and hours on end by himself, kept a really filthy house. I uh, was told by neighbors that his house was, his road was actually very clean. Uh, I'm trying to be, integrate myself into becoming part of this child's life again, and he's really resistant to it because he's afraid I'm going to take him away from his grandfather, who has temporary custody of him. And my question is, is what can I do to gain his trust in making him realize that I'm not like his mom? I don't look like his mom. I'm not going to treat him like his mom treated him. I don't know what to do here uh, other than keep doing the visitations. Unfortunately, it's 650 miles each way. Uh, but uh, I did get a visit underneath my belt. He was really cold at first, but after about 15 minutes, you know, he he warmed up to me. We went on the playground and had an absolutely fantastic time. Uh, but I'm having a hard time getting him to want to talk to me on the phone. Uh, I think he's just, he's scared that I'm a lot like his mom. What can I do?
1: Okay. Your son's been through a heck of a lot of trauma in his very young life. The question for you right now is, what do you mean by you want to integrate yourself into your son's life? Do you mean that you want to have full custody? Do you want to be an active parent? Would you be willing to move 650 miles to be with your son, to live with him or to live in the same neighborhood so that you can be a a daily part of his life? Or do you want to be a part-time father, traveling eh, maybe during the holidays or having him come out to visit you and not really being a dad but being a friend on the outside some, some ways? You want to figure out what role Role you want to play in his life before you even address the situation. Now you've met him, he if if you decide that you want to be a full time dad and that you would be willing to move. You don't have a wife, you don't have other commitments or a job that doesn't allow you to move, if you're willing to move and not to pull him away from grandpa, then you 've got a running shot of of connecting with him because it sounds like you 're a much much better person than your uh, obviously than the drug addict mom than your ex wife uh, the The problem that you have if, if she was i don 't know if she was your wife. Um, But the problem that you have is that you need to know your son's context. What has he been told about you over the years? If she was a drug addict, she may have said some awful things about you and he may have every reason to believe them because he doesn't have any evidence otherwise. So if you sent him pictures of your house that were very clean, they weren't messy like her house, if you asked him, um, if you told him he'd be able to stay with his grandpa if he wants to, if you address his concerns, and if you give him visibility, if you get involved in his daily life and take an interest in it, and don't just do it as in, during a honeymoon period, but do it full-time, you'll be much happy and you're happier and you'll have a much better shot of having a good connection with him. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenny. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. Your calls and questions, toll-free, 877 drkenner If you're all alone, pick up the phone and call. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. We said that wanting approval to eliminate your self-doubts does not work, and it does not contribute to a lasting romantic relationship. On the other side of the approval coin, you cannot get genuine self-esteem through disparaging others with put-downs, flaw-finding, or one-upsmanship. Another person's flaws don't make you a better person. People who try to get self-esteem by putting others down are trying to hide their own moral vices and or their own sense of inferiority. You earn self-esteem by your own thinking and actions, not through comparisons. Self-esteem is not a matter of comparing yourself to anyone or gaining the illusion that you're okay by using defensive maneuvers. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.